Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. We're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. Everyone, it's Heidi Fang here with Miles Simmons and Adam Hill, all in Minneapolis at the U.S. Bank Stadium, where the Vikings just defeated the Raiders 34 to 14. This is the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Stations Casino. You can check out all our Raiders coverage from today on VegasNation.com, the Vegas Nation app, and find the podcast on ReviewJournal.com slash podcast. So everybody, this has been kind of like the start of what we've been calling the rough road trip, a road trip that involves five away games for this team. And in this first one, the Raiders lost again to the Vikings, the final score 34 to 14. So let's start with the Vikings did accomplish here, Miles, 34 points, their quarterback never under pressure, the tackles for loss, no, uh, interceptions, no, touchdowns, three rushing, one passing. What happened here today at the U.S. Bank Stadium? Well, I, the Vikings offense was just extremely efficient and the Raiders defense couldn't stop the run. I mean, when you look at it, uh, the, the Raiders gave up 211 yards on the ground and uh, the Vikings averaged 5.6 yards per carry. And as you just said, Heidi, they had three rushing touchdowns. So if you can't stop the run in this building against that offense, and Dalvin Cook has been terrific throughout the, the course of the first three games of the season. He had 110 yards rushing today and a rushing touchdown. It's going to be tough. And then the Raiders couldn't move the ball on offense. And so, you know, that, that I guess that's just what it boils down to. You can't stop the run. You can't really get anything going on offense, off, offensively. It, look, that's the result you're going to get. Well, we did see a couple of bright spots on the offense. We saw JJ Nelson get in the end zone and we saw Tyrell Williams get in the end zone and Darren Waller caught 13 of 14 passes thrown his way for over a hundred yards. So Adam, uh, speak here to what the Raiders did, right? Well, I'm not going to count the Tyrell Williams or the JJ Nelson as bright spots. Really? I mean, if you look at the first half, the one play they got was that JJ Nelson touchdown, which was on a flea flicker. I mean, Yes, trick plays are a part of the game, and certainly, you know, you love when they hit, but I don't think you can really look at that as, hey, they lined up and did something right there. They just kind of got the Vikings being a little bit too aggressive because I think the, they got a little too uh, casual out there and just uh, were over-pursuing a little bit to the ball. So I'm not going to count that one. And the Tyrell Williams touchdown certainly was very late in the game uh, on a, you know, prevent defense for the Vikings. So I'm not going to count either of those really uh, as bright spots for the Raiders. Uh, I, I will say the Darren Waller emergence is absolutely a bright spot for the Raiders. Uh, this is a guy who's a very effective weapon. Now, you can throw some cold water on a little bit by saying, okay, the Vikings were kind of giving them the underneath zone. Waller was taking advantage of it, uh, but they do have to still connect on those. And Darren Waller was targeted 14 times. He had 13 receptions in the game. So they were very efficient using him. He's shown himself to be an absolute weapon for this team. Just like Jared Cook was last year. He's kind of stepped in to that same role. Three straight games. He's led the team receptions. Uh, I haven't checked yet. As we record this, we are, uh, late in the in the day for the late games but Darren Waller was the leading receiver in the league for among you know for receptions uh at least up until you know right about Mike now Evans. so uh, 
Mike Evans had a big game, but he had a couple of uh, struggles, you know, early in the season. So I, I think he was right up there at the top of the list for a number of receptions. Now, again, they're not going for a ton of yardage. They're not getting him involved like downfield a whole lot, but he's been a very, very good weapon for this team. So that's a bright spot. The fact that they couldn't really run the ball today and, you know, part of that was offensive line. You know, Trent Brown is banged up a little bit. Incognito was just getting back into the flow after missing, you know, a year and a half, actually more than that of, of time on the field. So their offensive lines are work in progress. Uh, I thought Colton Miller kind of took a step back today. He didn't really uh, hold up the same way he did in the first couple of weeks because I thought he looked really, really good uh, the first two weeks. Uh, that was a little bit disappointing for them. And, and this is just it's a very, very tough environment to come in here. It's so loud. Uh, it was hard. I think Miles was covering his ears from the touch touchdown celebration sometimes uh in over in the press box i mean it, it is loud in here so it's tough to operate and you know you can look at that and say well that's excuses and you're just you know you're you're coming up with reasons of why these are happening and, and that's true uh the fact is the raiders just aren't a very good team right now and they're not going to be able to come to a place like this and come in on the first drive commit defensive penalties give the give the vikings yardage they're not going to be able to overcome those things and today you you saw that very clearly well, I think some of the struggles lie in their inability to run the ball also. I mean, obviously, these teams are getting jumps on them early, so it kind of takes that aspect out of the game for them as a steady option. But when you have somebody like Josh Jacobs, who's banged up, he has 10 carries for 44 yards. Um, how much, I guess, is this team lacking consistency right now in the run game with his injury and not being able to stay in there constantly? Well, John Gruden said after the game that part of it was just that the, the Raiders got down early. And I believe that. And it's true, right? I mean, they were down by 21 in the second quarter. And so when that happens, you have to change what you're doing offensively a little bit in order to try to actually score points and get yourself back in the game. Now, the Raiders actually kind of did that by going down the field. They got that touchdown off the flea flicker. And, and Adam, I sort of agree with you like that. You know, when you're getting a flea flicker for a touchdown that it's nice. And yes, the points count. But, you know, when you're not doing things from just an offensive standpoint where you're your structure is working for you, then I think that says a lot about a, your team and the way that you have to be able to compete. So I, again, I think when you look at the rushing yards, yes, it's going to be a little lopsided when the scoreboard gets lopsided early on. And that's kind of what happened today. So if you don't get down like that to the Indianapolis Colts, maybe we'll see a little bit different, uh, a little bit different result there with the run game. And how about on the defensive side of the ball, the team was with that uh, out has perfect for a lot of the game. He played probably a lot less snaps than he normally would. Uh, and then we saw Markel Lee go out with injury. Um, Jonathan Hankins was temporarily out of the game after an injury. So how much right now is this team hurting defensively? I mean, they're, they're hurting, I think, literally and figuratively. I, I, there's a lot of problems on the defensive side. Certainly, we saw them all of last year. Uh, they were a terrible defense. There was a lot of optimism coming into this year. And Vontes Perfect has proven kind of that optimism to be a little bit accurate. I think he's been very good, but there, there needs to be some help. The defensive line week one looked like they were showing signs from improvement, but uh, I don't even know if they were out there today uh, at times. You, they never showed up. It was never something you said, oh, look, that guy made a nice play or, you know, <laughs> that was pretty good. There really was not any kind of a pass rush. There wasn't certainly any, um, you know, holding their spots at the line of scrimmage because the Vikings were running all over the place. Dalvin Cook uh, was getting free whenever he wanted. Even Alexander Madison had plenty of running lanes. Uh, there just was not a whole lot from the defensive line. The linebackers are banged up. As you said, Vontez Perfect left. Markel Lee left. Perfect did return. 
return. We'll get an update on him uh, tomorrow. That certainly needs to be uh, something that works out positively for the Raiders if they want to have uh, any semblance of their of their defense going forward. The, the secondary, you know, last week was torched. I think there was a lot of miscommunication today. I think you saw a lot more trying to work on the communication. You saw a lot more pointing, a lot more, hey, who's got him? Who's got him? They were trying to work on those things. So it wasn't as egregious, but I, I, don't, I mean, they weren't really making plays. Certainly, uh, you know, early in the game, uh, we saw Riley get just completely burned uh, by Adam Thielen on that uh, bootleg by Kirk Cousins. Uh, there was just a lot of struggles out there uh, defensively, and, and it was in different areas today because, like we said, it was a secondary last week in the second quarter. Today, I thought the defensive line kind of got run over a little bit. So they can't really put their whole defense together at any point, uh, and all the units seem to be struggling in different areas. So it's it's a work in progress, certainly, and you know we, we keep hearing that and keep talking about that, but it's a work in progress that has a long way to go. We also keep hearing the expression that we have to get better in all three phases. So today's special teams without Dwayne Harris. And also you see Daniel Carlson and his somewhat homecoming uh, clink a 48-yard field goal off the upright. So he was booed here <laughs> in Minnesota. Yeah, they uh, seem really happy about the fact that, uh, you know, he wasn't able to get that that kick through their uprights. I kind of felt bad, man. You know, like Carlson, because Carlson is a young dude. He did a lot of good things at Auburn, left as the all-time SEC leader in points and whatnot and then you know you get to minnesota it doesn't work out and then it does with the raiders and so you can't necessarily feel too too bad for him but you know just as a human being when somebody with the, the entire crowd you know they got you know around seventy thousand people in this building and they're all booing you because you didn't execute when you were with that team and then you go out and you claim it, it's already i think at that point it was what like 30 it was 31 to 7 or 34 to 7 and you clanked the, the darn thing off the right upright like that man you, you kind of feel for the person as a human being this episode of vegas nation will be right back sdn sports is the only sports betting app you need this season sign up today and get a new sign up bonus of up to 50 dollars Okay, so when we look at this team and they're going to head into Indianapolis next week and the Colts, you know, a lot of people thought we're going to win the AFC South. But um, when Andrew Luck got hurt, that changed. But then Jacoby Brissett's been holding his own. So with the way this team stands right now, Adam, do you see any chance that the Raiders can go in there and pull off a win the way they played here today? Sure. There was a chance the Dolphins could have beat the Cowboys today. There's a chance the Jets could have beat the Patriots today. Sure. I mean, the, the expression any given Sunday is there for a reason. Could they put it together and win? Absolutely. They could. Do I think they will? No. I mean, I think the Colts are going to be favored. Uh, the line is going to be coming out here in the next uh, there was a look ahead line too, but uh, we'll see what the firm opener is here in the next couple of hours here as we sit uh, just after the game on Sunday. And, you know, the, the Colts are going to be definite favorites in this game uh, as they should be. Uh, the Raiders could go in there and, and you know, everything kind of clicks for them. Everything comes together. They can run the ball early. They get, you know, that drive early in the game that kind of changes the complexion of things. We, we saw today, the Vikings uh, came out. It would have been a three and out except for a defensive penalty. And, you know, if they would have got a stop there, uh, them being the Raiders, if they wouldn't have not have committed that penalty and the, the Vikings would have had to punt right away, the Vikings could, or the Raiders could have gone down the field and scored. And it's a completely different game if you start off with the lead. But, you know, we saw the Vikings put in the formula today that they wanted. That's what they did against the Falcons in week one. It's what they did again today when they have the lead in this building. It's very tough. It's not quite as loud in Indianapolis, not quite as intimidating environment, but it's pretty loud there. It's a pretty good home field. And, 
you know, anytime you play in a dome like that, it's going to be tough. We saw the Raiders today have a lot of troubles uh, with their signals on the offensive side. Uh, I expect that to continue to be a problem next week as well. Uh, so there's there's going to be a lot of things that they're going to have to overcome if they want to get that win. They can do it. I mean, everything can come together and they can have a really good week of practice and be healthy and come out and play really well next week. I just... I think right now you have to look at it and say it's an uphill battle that they're they're going to be facing next week. Another thing to look at is Richie Incognito. We haven't really discussed him. He came back from a two-game suspension in today's game. Um, the offensive line, though, still gave up four sacks. So what did we make of his return? And also, like, Trent Brown at one point did leave the game as well due to that sore knee. So what is the, I guess, injury status of this offensive line? And what did you make of Incognito's return, Miles? Well, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see what what it looks like on tape because I mean obviously you're not getting the result that you need um, just in terms of going down the field scoring points protecting Derek Carr because even when Derek Carr was not hit or sacked he was getting pressured on a lot uh, of those dropbacks and part of that too is definitely just the Vikings defense because they're really good they have a lot uh, of good people up front um, I think we saw Everson Griffin today he really kind of abused Colton Miller there at left tackle and Colton Miller I think Adam you said this earlier he probably took a little bit of a step back today just based on the way those pressures were coming in off of that side um, for Derek Carr and then I mean there were other plays where guys had free blitzes and were able to hit Carr and, and sack him there so Trent Brown, if he's not healthy, it really impacts you. And he doesn't really look healthy right now. I mean, we saw him limping out of the locker room. He had a wrap on his knee. And so that's one thing. You know, you also had Denzel Good, who was starting uh, the first two games at right guard. He did not play today uh, because they had Jordan Devy, who started the first two games at left guard. Now with Regine Incognito back, uh, Jordan Devy came over to the right side. So there's a lot that's still, I think, in flux. And obviously, Gabe Jackson potentially coming back sooner than later could help things out. Um, but, you know, I, it, it's hard to say right now. So just to stick with that on the offensive line, tell us where Gabe Jackson is at. So Gabe Jackson, like last week, Gruden said that he probably won't play in this game, you know, as we sit here with the Vikings and whatnot, but it seems like there is a decent chance that he will be back sooner than later. So I don't know. We'll see from Gruden tomorrow if he says, uh, you know, he'll be back this week uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. But it seems like, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we should be able to see him back on the field. And on the other hand, Adam, going back to the Colts just again, because I was just thinking about we're talking about offensive lines. The Colts really have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL that allows guys like Marlon Mack to constantly just run the rock and, and stay busy. So uh, how much of a problem do you think that presents for this defense? It's already having issues. Uh, it'll be it'll be a problem. Certainly, I, you know, Marlon Mack had another pretty decent game today. I know one of the things and certainly we'll have to get a lot more information, but uh, T.Y. Hilton got hurt today, which is a uh, could be a very good, could be very good news for the Raiders. I mean, obviously, you never want to see people hurt, of course, but I think it's it certainly helps the defensive game plan. If you go in there not having to deal with T.Y. Hilton and certainly their go to receiver uh, up in Tampa, now, an, an issue. For the Raiders today could not, and it wasn't even Kyle Rudolph. It was other tight ends that were just destroying the Raiders today, which is a problem last year. Uh, backs out of the backfield was a real problem last year. Uh, they have an, they have an issue covering some of those guys and with, you know, depleted uh, linebacker core uh, can be an issue again, because the Colts can really kill you uh, with their one, two punch at tight end. Um, so yeah, that could be a, a real issue for them. A lot of things can be an issue for them uh, dealing with the Colts offense next week. But I, I did want to go back real quick. Cause you asked about incognito and uh, got a chance. Me and uh, me and Ed Graney got to talk to him a little bit after the game. 
it, it's, you know, you, it's an interesting, I think, compl- dynamic that you have to deal with, with Richie Incognito, because you've heard all of the incredibly negative things. And I think everybody wants to have a very, very negative view on Richie Incognito and who he is as a person. Uh, but there's clearly men- been mental illness. There's clearly been addiction issues uh, in the past. And him today was, I mean, and you never know from dealing with guys, you know, real briefly, but we've talked to him a couple of times and just him today was so um, honest and so open and just saying, Hey, I'm standing on the field thinking about my dad. And and we all, we know the story of everything that happened at the funeral home with when his dad died and uh, him getting arrested and, trying to do some very disturbing things uh, at the funeral home. But he was just like, I'm standing on the field and just like all the games my dad went to. And this is the first time he hasn't seen me play. And all of those things, like he was just very honest and genuine today. And you want to think like, Hey, maybe he's in a really good place and maybe he's in a bad place forever. And maybe he, he did do awful things and he was a bad person at times, but you know, it seems to be a pretty good story right now and a pretty happy story. And I think that was another bright spot for today that he played you know we'll see on film how well he played he thought he played pretty well but he said a lot of times you think you play well you see the tape it wasn't as good as you thought so we'll see exactly how he played today but I think it is a it could be a very good story if things continue to go well for Richie Incognito and and this is a good place for him uh you just you would hope that things have turned around for him yeah, I'm going to stick with that just because you did say you get to talk to him, kind of what he talked about. Um, just when it comes to someone like him, you kind of have to wonder, you know, where is his mental state? Where did you gather that he's at? Like, how is he recovering from all like, of I think good, like not knowing him before. And, and certainly there's a real sports piece coming out on Tuesday night. I think a lot of people are going to be kind of blown away by some of the stuff that's in there. Uh, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure people have a, a certain view of Richie Incognito coming out of that. But like I said, I mean, today, you know, they lose and everything else. And a couple guys didn't want to talk. He was, you know, very, very gracious, you know, with his time and his answers and very, you know, polite and respectful. And like, it's one of those things, like, I, you don't want to make too much of, of things like the, like interactions that you see. And a lot of guys are very cool, but like the equipment guys that were in the room and, and the managers and guys like, you know, that are taking bags for guys. And he was like going over to them and individually thanking them and like, Hey, I really appreciate your work. Like those kind of things that you notice when you're in the locker room, a lot of guys do it. Uh, like, it's not like he's the only guy that's ever done it. A ton of them do, but you just kind of see that behavior and like all of these awful, like horror stories and evil person that you've thought somebody could be. And then you just see them as a, as a human being who's trying to be polite and respectful. Like you, you just hope that, you know, whatever demons that he had are kind of being worked out and he's in a good place. Now, could that change in an instant? Yeah. I mean, I've been around a lot of mental illness in my life. I've dealt with it myself. I'm just, I, I think, you know, when you, when you, when you see a guy that's in a good place or seems to be in a good place, you just hope that they can continue to find that good place and kind of stay there. Awesome stuff, Adam. Uh, so Miles, as we look ahead to just what the Raiders need to focus in on as we wrap up this podcast here today, what would you say is the main thing that they really need to do regroup and look at when they get back to Alameda at their headquarters come this week? Sure. I mean, I, I would say two things and I'll go one offense, one defense defense. You got to stop the run. And they've been doing a pretty good job of that to this point today. But look, this is their first road game. This is the first time where I think they've really gone up against a premier back 
in the league. And so if this is what happens when you face Dalvin Cook in a hostile environment, well, you know what? You you got to really shape things up in order to go against Marlon Mack, who, as you were saying, Heidi, earlier, I mean, he's a really good back in this league, too. So they have to fix that. And that's going to come. I mean, look, when you lose linebackers, that is always going to hurt you in terms of your run defense. So hopefully they can get healthy and then those things will improve. Um, offensively, you just got to be more consistent. You got to stay ahead of the chains and you actually have to keep drives alive now Derek Carr said something that I thought was interesting in uh in his post-game press conference and he was talking about how you know they really just have to finish drives and that's been the difference between what they were doing week one and what they've done in weeks two and three and to an extent he's right I mean they did have some drives I think three today that finished in Minnesota territory without them scoring points but at the same time look your first two drives punt punt right like that's that's not really finishing a drive you get to start the drive well your first drive in the second half three and out you didn't get a, a yard in that endeavor so th- it's not just not finishing drives you have to start well and this team under John Gruden has actually started games very very well and obviously I wasn't here for all of that last year but in what I've seen in the first couple of games this year that's been very true so you have to be able to stay consistent Tyrell Williams talked about getting back into the rhythm that they were in in week one with all the new pieces and parts and everything that's moving around it, all of that stuff you know is what it is that's fine but you just have to figure out ways to move the chains consistently get things going offensively where you're scoring points and maybe not just keying in on Darren Waller the entire time you got to get guys involved in on the outside absolutely all right so we will look to bring you a preview come Friday um, with the Raiders heading out to Indianapolis to face the Colts and again the Raiders will be on this road trip until November 3rd when they go back to Oakland to face the Lions so we will be here for every one of those games for you on the Vegas Nation podcast and we are again brought to you by STN Sports and Mobile Stations Casino and to catch every game rank recap and every game preview go to the VegasNation.com site get the Vegas nation app or head to reviewjournal.com or anywhere else you find your shows make sure to drop us a comment and let us know what you think we love hearing from you find all of us on twitter at miles a simmons at adam hill lvrj and i am at heidi fang for both miles and adam we thank you for listening 